Hey, honeys, I have something exclusive to tell you. You can hear episodes of my show and 30 others, Harmontown, Drinky Fun Time, Dumpable Town, before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. Lucky you. You can listen right now on the TuneIn app. Play Nashville a week early. You're like living in a time machine, baby. So why don't you check it out? All you have to do is download the TuneIn app and listen for free. This is like being a podcast VIP. Don't forget, they also have live sports, news, music, audiobooks. It's enabled in Apple CarPlay, so I think you should check it out. All you have to do is go to tunein.com slash Natchbute. Tune in, baby. Feral Audio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to Twisting the Wind. Some of the most amazing crabs you'll find on the planet. So audacious, so bold, so refreshing. Watch as they fight off sand wizards deep into the night, as far as a baby sand chap will go. We'll be there, following along the entire way. Knives drawn, helmets on, ready to flick back any bastard bums a chap under the space crab. This is. Cavalier Crafts. I'm Michael Switchditch. Was that my name? I forgot. Hi, I'm Jason Bisk. Welcome to Cavalier Crafts. I'm Michael Switchdad. Welcome to Cavalier Crafts. We find the most bold, audacious, original, interesting crabs out there. Horseshoe crabs, fiddler crabs, hermit crabs, black box bing bong bing crabs. We find crabs that have never even thought they were crabs until they were crabs. You got it. 
Thank you for being here on Twisting the Wind. My name is Johnny Pemberton. I am the the same Johnny Pemberton as Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton. That's the same guy. That's me right now. It's, it's me. I'm personally identifying myself as who I am, which is me. Great to be in that singular body right now here today in a different spot than I was the last time I was in this spot, okay? Because it's always a new set of atoms when you're checking into the wind zone, right? Who's refreshed their uh, cellular account lately? I sure have. I sure burned off a bunch of my cells recently in the mountains. I'm going to talk about that. But thank you for one, for uh, for sliding through that sort of, uh, it's sort of what we call, uh, there's a word called winnow. I think, I, I think I've used that word before. I love that word because it sounds like window. It sounds like minnow, but it's neither nor or. Winnow. We've, I've, I've winnowed it down to the only high grade listeners. Are you listening right now? You're of a high grade listener. You have the, you have what's known as value points. You probably could check in at any hotel and receive a discount using your value points you've achieved through the winnowing process, the wheat shaft separation, uh, sonic separation process. That's what that is back there. It's a pleasant thing. It feels good. To those it feels good to, it feels good. But to those it feels bad to, it's like, hey, <laughs> I guess this is the wrong party. You know what I mean? I guess I, could <laughs> I guess I went to the wrong party here because clearly this is uh, uh, there's a there's a there's there's an echo on it. So, <laughs> but you're not that. You're not. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here for the first time. Thank you for being here for the second time. Thank you for being here. For, for way back when. Maybe you've, maybe you've, um, maybe you started with from the beginning and now you're here. Maybe you're starting with this one. You're going to work your way back and it's going to get of lesser quality or maybe more. I'm not sure what I'm doing. You know, I just know that, that I'm trying to enjoy it and I am. If I'm here, I'm enjoying it. Rarely is it ever a thing of just, of, of getting the shit out. Because you got a poo-poo anyway, so you might as well enjoy the poo-poo. That's what I say. And that's not an analogy for this podcast whatsoever. If you're here, please go ahead and rate and review the podcast on iTunes or whatever other means with which you consume this audio product. I was going to try to throw a reverb on the product, but I was late. And now I did it again, and you heard it coming, so it's not cool. Sorry about that. Number two. Please subscribe to the podcast. It's really important that you subscribe because it really, it just does a thing. It's like a thing. It's like just saying that you, uh, it's like kissing the president's feet. You got to do it sometimes. You know, when he comes to town, you got to kiss that, that man's feet or lady. Yeah. Uh, number three. Email is twistingthewind at gmail.com. That's twistingthewind at gmail.com. Calm. Thanks for doing that as well. Received some really great reviews for the podcast. Just stunned. Just stunned by the words used, the the sort of the deep dredge um, core samples that people have pulled out of pre- previous episodes that I've long since totally blasted away with all any manner of substances that I've forgotten that allowed me to get to the point when I put those things down and now I'm back. So that's that. So those three things, just just do those three things. Oh, oh, also there's four and five. Four and five is go to feralaudio.com and click on the Twisting the Wind page and then click on our Amazon 
button on there and it'll take you to Amazon. You can buy, you can buy like a freaking nut jack. You just, what is that? I think that's the word I use too much. It doesn't make any sense. It just sounds good. But you go ahead, you, you click and you click, you get that one click, you get that prime baby and we get a little, a little, uh, a little slice of it. If you're going to do it, do it. So thanks. There's someone who sent me a nice email saying they're buying their dog nice treats on Amazon via the Feral Audio Twisting the Wind Amazon portal. Thank you. Cute ass dog it is. Jeez, uh, show me an ugly dog and I'll I, I'll show you an impossible thing to do. Okay, <laughs> show me a dog that's ugly and I'll show you something that uh it can't be shown because it's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Uh, show me a cat that I'll murder and I'll show you something that won't happen because I'm not going to murder a cat even though I like dogs more than cats, okay? Not a cat murderer. That's number four. Number five is donate. Please donate. You've been listening. I'm looking at you right now. I'm looking at you. I know I'm not looking at you, but I'm listening to you. And I can, if I close my eyes and we're in the same room, I'm going to hear you trying to shuffle her out the, shuffle out the back door after a long, hour and 49 minute session of soaking soaking in those fucking longitudinal waves for free what else do you get for free up front uh i don't know there's some things there are some things but you know i think there's an old there's an old saying in the in the in the nature community there's no such thing as a free lunch and this is something i learned when I was a young boy at the Quarry Hill Nature Center in Rochester, Minnesota, a place that I cannot say enough good about. It, they taught me at a very young age about conservation, about nature, and just animals, and so many things that uh, you didn't realize there are other people, adults, who could be so into it. And it's, I mean, I, I've maybe talked about this before, but I, maybe I haven't. But I just want to say that the Quarry Hill Nature Center definitely changed my life completely. And I'm happy to have, well, I'm, I'm not just happy, I'm like super lucky to have met the cool people who ran that place and get to see all this great nature stuff up close. So one thing I'm saying is if you got kids, shit, get them in one of those nature programs. There's nothing, oh, nothing better. Nothing better at all. It's the best. But what I, <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, really? Should I get my kids to nature? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Pemberton, for telling me that. I'm so excited. Oh, I didn't think about that before. Yeah, when I didn't I think about my kids, I don't think about anything. I don't think about ways to entertain them. <sighs> of course you're doing that. Of course you're taking them to your local nature center. Quarry Hill's great. But they had a, a big thing. They had like a big remodeling job there. Expan- an expansion because it was such a demand thing and people love it. And the big room they had, and this big, the big work room to look at all the, the, the fish skeletons and the bees and all the, uh, all the different stuff where they feed the snake. <laughs> they uh, put up these big signs made with sticks, and one of them said, "There's no such thing as a free lunch." And me, being a smart-ass kid, I would always think, "Well, I, I got a free lunch here. It was no, it was it was free." But that's that's not what they mean. It's a it's a metaphor, okay? It's a fucking metaphor, right? No such thing as a free lunch. Meaning, you always got it. You're gonna have to pay the piper at some point, right? 
you're going to have to, the boomerang is going to come back around, even if you thought it was just a bent cucumber, and if you threw it, it wasn't going to come back around. It's a karmic thing. It's a, it's a, it's a more uh, concrete version of saying, karma, dude. It's like saying, karma, dude, but with sticks on a wall that references something that everybody loves, which is lunch. Everybody loves lunch. You know why you love lunch? Because you don't really need it. But uh, yeah, no such thing as a free lunch. And it brings me back to the saying, if you're listening for free, there you go. Consider this podcast lunch. There's no such thing as a free lunch. So take that, take that little uh, stick written nugget of saying and extrapolate it however you wish. However you want, however you choose, 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 and come on back to me and then we'll figure it out. So take that and yeah, and yeah, and yeah, that was four and five and three and two and one. Also, big old deal here coming up you should know about is... I'm going to be doing a ton of comedy shows starting on August 14th, running all the way to August 31st. Are you ready? I'm going to lay them down here. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the following dates are available to see Pemberton live. August 14th at Theater 99 in Charleston, South Carolina. August 15th at King's Barcade in Raleigh, North Carolina. August 16th and 17th at Dead Crow in Wilmington, North Carolina. I believe I said Charleston, North Carolina. I meant Charleston, South Carolina. That's a redaction from just seconds ago. And then after Wilmington, in August 21st through the 24th, I will be... Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I meant, I, meant, I, meant, I meant Johnny Pemberton. He will be at the Lapping Skull in Atlanta, Georgia with Duncan Trussell. That's right. Four fucking nights, 21, 22, 23, 24, at the Lapping Skull in Atlanta, Georgia with Duncan Trussell. Then we will be at the High Watt in Nashville, Tennessee on August 27th. Again, it's me and Duncan Trussell. August 29th, the Lexington Avenue Brewery in Asheville, North Carolina with Duncan Trussell. August 31st, again, back at Theater 99 in Charleston, South Carolina with Duncan Trussell. And then, to cap it all off, the Lodestone the mama the I don't know what I was going to say, but the mama something. August 31st, the Motor Co. Music Hall in Durham, North Carolina. If you live in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky, maybe even Florida, maybe even Virginia, maybe even uh, Washington, D.C., maybe even Maryland, maybe even Ohio, maybe even Alabama, you owe it to yourself to attend one of the following previously mentioned shows. If you don't, I don't even know what to do with you. I don't even know what to do. So 
So that sounds pretty cool, huh? All those great shows coming up. Please come check it out. Seriously, I really there's nothing there's nothing uh, there's nothing Duncan and I both love more than seeing podcast fans at a comedy show. There's something about it. I saw a lot of I met a lot of you on tour with Fatum. It was great. It was awesome. It's the best. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to me to show up and come to one of these shows. They're going to be so much fun because if you are a fan of my podcast or Duncan's podcast or any of these podcasts or you listen to this stuff, it's like you're just, you, you, it's a personal experience almost. I can't even imagine. I don't think I've even had the experience of that to where you get to maybe once or twice. It's that thing where you go, you're, you're stepping into something. That's novel. It's a new thing. You're gonna hear stuff you never heard in the podcast, but it's it's all the 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 legwork has been done. We can just start off with fucking. There's no batting practice there. We're just throwing spears at that point. It's the best. It's the ultimate. There's no greater fun, enjoyable performance than seeing. <laughs> Things can come in one of those. I swear to fucking God. It's reflexive. It's both sides, baby. It's not just me. It's you. It's me liking you and you liking me. And we just create this big old fucking gumbo of happiness. It's the best. Because here's the deal with stand-up comedy. A lot of times, guess what? It's kind of like you're not exactly in the most ideal situation. You're not exactly in a place where you're like, oh, this is going to be great. Sometimes it's like this. It's like, a, oh, God, this is going to suck. Who are these fucking people? Oh, look at that guy. Oh, no, this is going to be painful. And you do the show, and it's actually pretty good. Anytime you think about that, it's usually like, wow, that was actually pretty fun. But maybe even if it wasn't pretty fun... It's still a little bit, well, that wasn't, that wasn't, uh, it wasn't cookie batter, you know what I mean? It wasn't cake batter kind of thing. These shows, oh my god. It's gonna be fucking cake batter, mother fox. Okay? So get on into it. Step on into that. Buy your tickets. Rewind the, the podcast on your pod boy. Rewind it back and listen to those dates and see which one suits you. Uh, Duncan and I are both gonna be at Theater 99. I'm headlining on the 14th by myself, and then when we come back on the 30th, it's Duncan's headlining, I'm going to be opening for him, so two very different shows at the same theater. I'll be doing completely different material and totally different stuff, probably probably a different type of dancing and singing and maybe even some audiovisual stuff, all that stuff, all that stuff, 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 use that word stuff like, 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 you know, you know, you know, like, at the end of the day, all things being equal, it is what it is, the stuff is the stuff, that's all I can say, like, you know, okay, like, you know, like, you know, okay, and here's the big thing right now, I'm gonna punctuate this with a sound effect I'm about to put in right now, I promise you, I swear to Jason, I swear to Jason Bisque on the five-pointed cross of Maersk Shipping Seven Stars, that there will be merch. Merch is short for merchandise. I'm not kidding. Okay, I've I've drilled I've drilled a bunch of my clothing into the ground with these special time lock bolts, and these bolts do not release until the 13th of August. 
and which will allow me to wear the clothes that I want to wear on the tour. Right now, I'm wearing fucking these really thin, these super thin cotton pants I got from a Russian camo outfit. They're not that comfortable. They feel like they're not actually cotton. They feel a bit more like they're kind of like this weird, kind of crispy, like something you maybe, you maybe like wrap some cheese in or something like a product will come in and you throw it away. That's what I'm, I'm sort of living it right now because of these time lock bolts that I've done to make sure, to ensure that merchandise is available at all these shows for you. I'm talking about t-shirts. I'm talking about t-shirts. I'm talking about some CDs, but the CDs will have downloaders with them, so you don't have to have like, well, I don't do CDs anymore. I don't do physical media. But guess what? Just fucking buy it and it'll come with a downloader, honey. Sweetheart. And also probably, if I can get my chat to get, well, <laughs> a piece of artwork, a piece of 12 by 12 artwork that's the same size as a record, a record sleeve, so you can frame it with one of those goddamn record sleeve frames, and it'll be beautiful. It may be different, maybe similar to the t-shirt art, but here's the deal. All I'm saying is this. There will be merchandise. There will be a significant quantity of merchandise available for you to purchase at these shows that I just mentioned. So get it together, get out the vote, and step on into the mothership because we're going to be there. We're going to blow it out. We're going to blast the fucking nuts off the box. (laughs) All right? All right? There's so much stuff I want to talk about, but there's just not time right now to talk about it because I have a really cool guest. We're doing something. We did something that I've never done before, but I think it's going to work out. He's done it before, and it worked out. He has a podcast. I have a podcast. What we did is we recorded a long conversation, a real deep, long conversation, a beautiful conversation, real perfectly recorded, amplified, all that stuff. We had this nice, long conversation, and... We're going to split it. So half of it is on his podcast and half is on mine. The second half is on his. The first half is on mine. It's sort of a little thing where we switch back and forth between who's asking who what, who's talking to who about what. And that makes sense. But then the second half is really his. He owns it and it's going to be there. Okay. His name is Yoni Wolf. He's an amazing guy. We've never met before. We met for the first time in the podcast, which I really like to do. I think it's a fun thing to do because it's really... It forces you to just get down. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But you know what? You get what I'm saying there. Uh, I'm sorry. Just uh, trying to be... Um, this has happened so many times in the podcast where I'm trying to be articulate and I forget what... This is probably the first time it's happened where I've remembered... the. Ah, uh, shut up already. <laughs> God. Here we are. We're going right now. Good. We're already going right now. I'm always ready to go. Good. That's great. That's the best way to do it. Otherwise, you end up talking about something that's really cool. Like, oh, we should talk about that in the podcast. Exactly. Which is why everyone should always wear a t-shirt that says "Save it for the podcast." Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) This is a. This is going to be great because this is. I've only done this a couple times before, where uh, I don't know you. Right, and it's it's great to do that though to start yeah. a podcast where it's well we get to know each other <laughs> on, on air. I think and that's people good. listen to it. Yeah, 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 totally. So I'm with Yoni Wolf, and I, I'm with Johnny Pemberton. Right, where uh, it's a flashback machine. Yeah. So um, there's so many places we can start. It's like it's kind of like a cool thing because 
there's really no precedent here, really. We can do what we want. And we're doing a dual podcast of one yeah. kind or another, because uh, right. you're going to be on mine, I'm going to be on yours. I don't know how we're going to cut it up. We'll figure that I out think later, we have almost the exact same number of episodes as well. When oh, yeah? Just, yeah, I think we kind of started probably about the same time. I or? started like, yeah, well, last year, maybe, Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I started longer ago and I've just been less prolific. I do okay. one every week. <laughs> I used to do, I try to do one every week. Okay. But I endeavor to do one every yeah. week. There have been at least three month periods where there was one every week. Okay. But sometimes I make a doozy and I'm like, they can they can chew on that for two weeks. Like, <laughs> right, like, right. like feeding a snake, you They'll know? have to listen to that over yeah. and over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a big one. It's got a phone call on it. It's got a musical recommendation on it. It's got a... A do you, sti- do you stitch them together? Do you uh, do you do all the editing as well? Yeah, I do all the editing. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And what what do you what I program use? GarageBand. Use? GarageBand. It's, okay. a, it's an Apple program. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's familiar. a piece of shit. It's yeah. horrible, but I know how to work it now. It's like it's my, you know, it's terrible, but I I don't ask much of it. Yeah, I've gotten used to it. So yeah, I should transition to Logic, but I haven't. But you 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 like to get. Uh, you have different sections to your podcast and stuff, yeah. so it's not just boom one interview. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah. I, did, I like to record an intro, which we'll be hearing before we yes. hear this. Yes, and I, I usually, uh, not usually. Well, at least I've been doing it less so because it's hard. But I used, to, I used to, a big foundation of this podcast was was doing a type of a prank phone call of sorts. See, I, I wanted yeah. my initial idea <laughs> for for a pod, which I didn't end up really doing. Right. I had I, I and I wrote it down in my phone, you know, like late at I was like stoned or whatever yeah. when I was going to sleep. And I, oh, what's that? It was, like, <laughs> it was like it was like do, you know, do, do podcast with prank calls, interviews, and weird audio artifacts. No you know fucking what I mean? way. That's basically the, that. That's what twisting the wind is. I exactly. didn't end up doing that. I didn't end up doing well, that. I Mine mean, is just to interview and then you know intro outro. Yeah, basically. but you can just you can still do that. It's not like there's there's uh. Prank phone calls have uh, numerous amounts of outcomes that are yeah. not owned by any one person. So I mean, we could do a prank phone we call could. today. Yeah, I, I'm all, I mean, if you have the the technology, I use Google uh, Google Voice. And okay. it works pretty well. But it's also one of those things where, well, I don't really do prank pranks. They're more just like uh, I try to talk to people, yeah. just sort of engage them or present an idea that's really bizarre and have them get on board with it. Or, sure. Or if if I can, the best is when I can talk to someone get them to let their guard down yeah. and they'll tell me about like what they had for lunch or right. just different things. Sometimes they're in the Philippines or someplace like that. But <laughs> yeah, because I, I try to call uh, corporate call centers and stuff. That's the oh, okay. Thing. Okay. That's the, that's the way. Why is that better? Just because you have people they, who they are, have to talk anyway. They have I to guess. talk to you. Yeah. So you're not wasting their time. You're not like, yeah. you're not like offending them or anything. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I I just I used to work in one, so I know how it works. Right. At least I used to work in one domestic one. I don't know how the international ones. I, work, I did that as well. I did that yeah. in college. It, it was more me too. Like surveys. I did surveys too. Oh shit! Well, Where'd you go to college? Uh, University of Cincinnati. Okay, I went to Florida State. Okay. But they must have had this everywhere. They had like the the research call. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what this was. Which is better than selling something. It is, but it's still. It was, Still intrusive. I, I did the selling thing too. Okay. I did that for only about a week and I quit because it was terrible. It was like the worst job ever. They forced you to, oh, it's terrible. It's it's a real like boiler room situation where yeah. they, have, they have people marking down sales on the board. And, and really, I found almost 90% of my sales when I did get them, which is very infrequently, was uh, to people who are very old and don't understand exactly what's happening. And in your family. You know, not my family, uh, old people, or like people who I think if it was re- if it was further investigated, they would prove to be uh, not completely 
Right. They wouldn't be able to stand trial for murder, let's say. Yes. <laughs> and they would not remember whatever they yeah. purchased from you. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this guy, he didn't kill Jim because he didn't know that that was what he was happening when right. he was <laughs> touching his, his face like that. He with thought the, he was with petting With a knife him. like that, yeah. He thought he was petting him with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's real, real dim. Yeah, but now they have like a bunch of fucking debt and shit, so. Yeah. But yeah. Well... You know, did you calls. sucks to be that, yeah. those people. But are you, did you grow up in Florida then? I grew up in Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. Okay. And you, and you just went to Florida for college? Yeah. Okay. Just because. because where, where in Minnesota? Minneapolis? Rochester. Rochester, yeah. Minnesota. Where's that? It's a little, it's southeast. It's where the Mayo Clinic is. Okay. That's all that's really there. The IBM used to be there. Okay. International Business Machines, which yes. is, which made. Familiar. Yeah. PCs and memory hard drive chips and shit. And the Mayonnaise Clinic, is that like where they. The, they, Mayo, they, they, the, they Mayo, really... the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> it's a famous institution. Yeah. Super, you know about sure, it, right? Sure. Okay. Sure. Well, you guys probably have the Cleveland Clinic. Everyone, everyone well, gets, we do, but gets that's, nuts about the Cleveland Clinic. But I'm not in Cleveland. I'm, I'm five hours yeah. south. But oh, it's, yeah. that, it's that big, huh? Yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio is big. I toured there last spring. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy. There's one point I think I drove, I was in Ohio, then I was in West Virginia, then I was back in Ohio to, yeah. to get to, what's the where the college town is? That little little college town? Um, Holler? You're talking about in, in, in Ohio? Yeah. Ohio University? Yeah. In, in, um, it's in Athens? Right. Yeah. That's a cool little spot. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah, you're yeah. in the south, but you're not in the south, but you're in the south. Yeah, well, Ohio Ohio is, is, that, is that borderline state right. where uh, the, there's su- southern sensibilities uh, within northern morality. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like my it's conflictions, like yeah. brand conflictions. Yeah, yeah, true. But, um, okay. So I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So did you start doing comedy stuff and and acting and everything in college or? I started doing it. Uh, started doing it in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When did you move out here? A while ago, I think about uh, I think about over ten years ago, maybe eleven years ago, something like that. So now we're, this is a weird thing because it's like I'm asking you stuff. Yeah, you're at, yeah. How we, how do we, how should we do it? Because well, we I was thinking we could do it where um I don't even know. We do it. Uh, I, we record a while and then we say, okay, you want to keep listening? Listen to this other person. I'm down with that, man. Or, or how about we? How about we have um we record one of it and then one podcast has the other half of it backwards. And you have to listen to it, like you know, that'd <laughs> you be kind of fun. It. Like twenty five minutes of just it's I like that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yum, yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. A little novelty well, podcast, like it's like an etching on the yeah. on the B side of the single. Yeah. Or we could set like a chess timer here, where it's uh, we host every f- every five minutes. One person tit tit tat. Should we do that? Yeah. Should we do that? Should we do like a host every five like that. minutes? I kind of like that. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Let me get my let me get my phone. And get the timer. Good. This would be nice and novel. And then we can, yeah, we can, we, yeah. we play, you know, you ask questions for a while, then I, then I ask questions yeah, after, just, yeah. Yeah, just, just about the, who's leading the discussion. Should we do, should we do five minute or ten minute intervals? Do, do ten minute intervals. Okay, here we go. Okay, starting now, I'm going to maintain this podcast right now. This is you now. This is me. For the next ten minutes, I'm the host It's like a podcast. military case that you have on your phone. Yeah. It's like Desert, desert Storm well, it's case. it's actually just the, it's just the skeleton of an otter box I've been running around with for the past two weeks. Okay. It looks really cool, actually, but in truth, this is the most lazy thing possible because the rubber part of the otter box, uh, listeners, if you don't know what an otter box is. I don't know what an otter box is. Otter box is a, is a high def, not high def, but it's like a, a case 
usually people buy who have two-year-olds so the the child can't destroy the phone and okay but this has like a rubber piece around it you can you can throw it across you the fucking drop room. it down the toilet or whatever i've opened bottles with it like Got you it. can do that so okay. but the rubber part sort of started to become you know as rubber does rubber degrades and now right. i've got this shell and it looks kind of looks kind of cool but i need to get it replaced either way but uh yeah the Otterbox military timer yeah yoni wolf also known as why well, the I, the band is why. Why? Okay, is yeah. that, that's primarily I, you, right? I used to be I used to be known as why. Okay. That was my ra- original rap name, and then I kind of parlayed that into bandhood. Got it. Well, so yeah. so the why no, is no longer in existence. No, it it it's is active. Okay. Yeah, it's it's active. So what's it's, what's it's the last slow, release? But active like a tortoise. Uh, the last release was 2012. So okay. Called Mumps, etc. Got it. Yeah. I should play a track from out of here. I want to feel free. Okay. Yeah. So how did that start? How because. Um, when I was growing up, especially in college, that's that um, all the anti-con. You guys run anti-con, right? Yes. That stuff was so big. Really? Like, we just we just ate it up like crazy. Really? Yeah. Odd Nasdem and Idea and Abilities and yeah. you and Atmosphere and um, God, some oh uh, Boom Bip. I uh-huh. was really into that. All that stuff. It just was so cool because. They felt like they were, for one thing, I mean, this is sort of stupid, not mean stupid, but it's just a, a part from the music, but we were so, per, I was so super into the, all the packaging and stuff. Everything, oh, the, everything the from Anycon looked like really that. cool. It just yeah. it didn't look like normal hip hop or rap or whatever you want to call it, but um, just fucking We prided ourselves on our, on our packaging, should I think. should be, because yeah, it we, was great. It all had the same kind of look, too. Yeah. Which was nice. There's a certain consistency. Very, I think most of that was Nostom. Early on, right. he was the the Anticon art director for a few years, uh, but I always did my own art. To, I just you right. know, enjoyed doing it. So, how did you get into that in the first place? How did that start? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I I, uh, I was always a visual artist, like okay. in like in high school, I did like the AP arts and all that right. stuff, and then I went on to art school. That's where I met Andre. Highland. Okay, Andre Highland's a mutual friend. Andre was on the podcast in mm-hmm. character, <laughs> like about two months ago. Which character? I think he had had him on as Phil Gower. Okay. <laughs> talking about nice. cats. Nice. A bunch of people didn't know he was in character, though. And maybe I'm even ruining it right now by saying it, but that. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I fucking love Phil Gower, man. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, so went yeah, to art school I went to art school, and then you know I started hanging around with this guy uh, that went by Dose One. I don't know. If okay, you yeah, his Dose stuff. One, yeah. totally remember that. So stuff. we started hanging out. He went to college mm-hmm. where I went, and uh, you know we got an apartment together and started recording together. And I fell in love with it. Started making beats. Started making beats. Right. I mean, less beat. We were not so great at the beats at that time, but uh, yeah. And then like after that. That that sort of became where where I put my creative energy instead Got of it. visual art. No, yeah, it was kind of a that. movement back then too. It really was. Yeah, it was, it was Minneapolis, it, it, and it was Cincinnati. Minneapolis, Cincinnati. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, you can point to a lot of different cities yeah. that that had a, a scene, like L.A., even New York. Right. I mean, had Def Jux in New York. Okay, Minneapolis had Rhyme Sayers. We had Anacon in Cincinnati, and then later in. Oakland, California, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and then there was like um, Anti-Pop Consortium or whatever All doing right. a similar thing. That was overseas, right? Anti-Pop? I feel like they were in New York, but, but they... They had a lot of London. There was stuff released thing. overseas, yeah. like definitely uh, in London was, I think the label was in London. Anti-Pop was big. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there was like a scene for that under, yeah. underground rap stuff, and then I kind of 
sort of evolved into something else, whatever it is. I, I, I don't know. Maybe right. If you play a track, people will hear what that is. Yeah, yeah. they'll get it yeah. from, the, from the latest stuff. Sure. But it's, it's not just you? Uh, well, the band is me and two other guys uh, sort of at the helm, and then we have other musicians that we hire Got it. To, to, to play with us as well. I can't wait to listen to it. I've listened to some, some of that stuff. You posted something a little while ago. You posted uh, that uh, Andrew Broder's trying to make a new album. Yeah, you know his stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I love I but I haven't, I haven't listened to it in a little, bit of, a little while, and yeah. it reminded me of it. I was like, oh, man, I forgot how great this was. That's some of the, like Ether Teeth is just all that stuff is yeah. really great. Ether uh, Teeth is the one. That's his favorite one. I had great. him on my podcast and he talked about that and that was kind of, that's it. That was his second album and and the all one right. where he really sort of fell into his thing, but people didn't respond to it as well as I, as I thought I they should. I don't get anything in terms of uh, how how it's res- how people respond to it cuz I'm always like why why do people like that or yeah. why don't they like that? Yeah. Uh, uh, half the time I'm mystified as to the response with the public. So yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. I, I'm I, I'm I mean every once in a while I'll hear a song on the radio that's a hit and I'll say yeah that's a hit like uh-huh. that sounds like a hit right. But a lot of the times the songs I hear on the radio I'm like eh, you know that's not like that great like yeah you know or I'll hear I'll get like a random tape from somebody that you know is not famous at all and be like. This is heavy. Wow, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, do you know about that whole how the whole payola system works? I was just was talking. I was just explaining that to someone recently. I totally forgot that's a thing. I don't know exactly how it works, but I mean, I guess the bottom line is big companies (laughs) spend a lot of money to make sure that their shit is around. I remember hearing some A and R rep who worked for Rihanna saying something like half of the uh, budget for her first album was basically cash for radio stations but it's not even an envelope of cash but it's not even stations anymore right i mean it's it all, yeah. it's all top down corporate well, yeah, shit right it's, it's not stations it's the it goes to clear channel or like to, the head yeah. yeah but i think to some extent they even do an old school thing of like big market stations like la or wherever cities like that they'll yeah. send the send a certain person a shitload of cash in the mail with a little wink and a Rihanna sticker. See, back on in it. the day, it used to be someone yeah. with, a, with a gun in, in the DJ booth. <laughs> yeah, this is a takeover. Yeah, yeah, but Can't uh, anymore though. No more, no more guns in the DJ booth. Yeah, obviously you saw uh, the harder they've come. Oh, we're rockers. Rockers. Yeah. Okay, rockers. Right? Isn't Got that it. rockers? This is a takeover. It's Dirty Harry. It I've watched that movie probably, probably twenty five times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I watch it so much, and every time I watch it, I'm always just like, oh, damn, it's so good. I wish I was Jamaican. I wish I was Jamaican. Yeah. I wish I was... Just... Sometimes I'll be walking even, and I'll be doing a weird thing. I'm like, oh, did I just walk this? I'm walking... Oh, I'm walking like uh, Dillinger walks in that one scene when they're <laughs> rounding them all up, and they're playing that Peter Tosh song. Or they're all... Right. Because they have those distinct walks they have adopted. It's a certain confidence. Yeah. An awkward confidence, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they each, like, uh, what's his name? J.K. Miller does that weird walk where he has his hand in his pocket. And then Gregory Isaacs has this walk with super stiff. Okay. And then, wow, uh, you really put I an just, eye on well, it. I, I watched that movie so much. That's like my favorite. Jacob Miller was the rich guy, right? Jacob Miller is the uh, guy who used to sing for Inner Circle. He's the one who wears the fatigues. He's kind of a chubby guy. They always make fun of him for eating so much. And okay. He, he comes after him because uh, Horsemouth takes some of his chicken away. He's like... He gets pissed at him. He's, it's he's, been a while, man. Yeah. It's been a while. Well, I recommend. I think I've talked about it in this podcast before, but I I recommend that movie more than probably any other movie, in terms of 
just high style. And honestly, yeah. in, in my mind, I'm I'm mixing it up with Heart of They yeah, Come. Yeah, Heart of They Come is a little different. I think Heart of They Come is not as good of a movie. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. It's a terrible yeah, movie. But, but it's great, though, to just see yeah. the style. The studio the scenes alone. Yeah, just seeing yeah. all those guys fucking working everything. I, I yeah, yeah un, I, I like documentaries about that take. stuff too. Yeah, Studio One or whatever the documentary mm-hmm. is called about Studio One. Coxon, R.I.P. Yeah, he died recently. Did he? I think so. Clement, maybe I don't know. I don't even know. I know that uh, what's his name? One of my favorite guys died. I didn't get to see him live. Uh, Prince Jasbo. Okay, took a. He he died. <laughs> he was the big, so you're you're big in that in that I'm into that whole the, scene. I'm pretty into the reggae. I'm you, pretty and, into it. And what's your, what's your era? Do you have an era? I like this stuff from like '68 to about '84. Okay. Yeah. Who's your Who's your top top ranking? I don't know. Top ranking. <laughs> top ranking. Probably like. Um, Jesus, this is like we're switching. Oh, now I'm switching. I'm no, hold sorry, on. Man. It might be okay. Hold on. I'm sorry. Perfect timing. Okay, Perfect good. Perfect timing. Okay. I'm not, I'm not used to. Uh, yeah. No, sorry. Oh, sorry. Really? You're not used to this super weird convention we've established on the <laughs> yeah. spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd say probably top ranking is probably Dillinger or maybe. Uh, well, Dillinger for the DJ stuff, like early 70s. Dillinger and Big Youth. But okay. And like, I like a lot of John Holt and the Paragons and a lot of. Uh, Delroy Wilson for the for the rock steady stuff. Okay, and I like a lot of the, the digital reggae from the early '80s, like from j- jammies, like Wayne Smith or the, the stuff that has like drum machines and stuff. You yeah, mean? okay. The early digital reggae they used to was those Casio keyboards. You know that song "Slang Tang" under my slang tang under my slang. You if you heard it, you'd be like, oh, I fuck might know yeah. it if I heard it. Yeah, it's like a it's a dance hall like huge hit. Okay, it's the first digital reggae song, and that's jammies. Jamie produced that for Wayne Smith, and it's just it's it's a monster. You gotta send me it's like a monster. A, you gotta send me a mixtape. I'm I'll not I'm it. not a female, but yeah. <laughs> I'll take a mixtape from you. I'd I'll, be glad. I'm about to make one, so I'm about to make a a nice. Uh, I think I made a pretty good reggae mix not that long ago, but I don't know if I put it up. I don't. I have a, a SoundCloud that has a bunch of mixes on. Okay, it. Yeah. I could use this stuff because I, that same era that you're talking right. about is always stuff that I respond to. I actually know Stom, the, the guy that you mentioned, right. is a huge, you know, he's huge into all that stuff. Yeah. And b- big, big Lee Perry guy. Oh, me too. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Lee Perry. That's, he's my favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, mean he's, The Black Ark is something that is, will never happen again. There's something happened weird there. Yeah. There's a weird thing where there was like a, like a crystal in the ground or something. There's something that gone on there that yeah. made just the spookiest, best sounds of all time that'll never. It's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And like when you listen to that stuff, like a guy like me who's in music and stuff, I'm always working to make my stuff sound, sound, you know, like big and clear mm-hmm. and, and crisp and all that. And then you listen to some of that stuff and it just sounds so fucking good but it's so dirty dirty yeah, yeah. some of it sounds blown out it yeah. sounds there's this one song i've played on the podcast before it's called uh it's just called selassie it's by i can't remember it's some group that's uh it's a lee perry group probably from like 1970 or something but just the bass is so big and yeah. it's, it's it's fuzzing it's busty it's like it's overdriving the whole song but it sounds great because it's all inside the same bandwidth it's a weird thing, because uh, it's it's not an accident. It can't be because he didn't do stuff. He didn't, you know, wasn't like a careless guy who fucked around. Nah, eh. I'm sure he's trying to make it sound. If it sounds a certain way, 
I'm sure to some extent. I mean, he liked it. I think. Yeah, he liked it. But work. I also think he's just he is just turning knobs. Yeah. Be, like, but yeah, I mean, obviously it has to catch his ear because it's also such a progressive sound. If you think about it, the, yeah, to have something sound kind of, kind of not sound slick, not sound clean. Yeah, distorted, distorted on yeah. purpose. I, I mean, I, I, I just think. I think there is a, I don't want to say careless, but carefree. Yeah, carefree. Is vibe right? to the, to the situation. Like, he's not worried if it does distort, yeah. if it still sounds good to him, he's going to go with it. Whereas right. some, you know, uh, occidental producers might, you know, be a little more like, oh, I saw it go red. Mm-hmm. I, I have to, Uh-oh. we have oh, to, we have to, we have to yeah. stop. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. Rihanna, you were clipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you're not singing. I'm sorry. I thought, I'm sorry. I forgot. You're not even here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why, why would you be here for your song? It's, right, right. It's your, it's your hologram. Yeah. Yeah. You got your hologram. You got your digital crystal voice box. Yeah. We, yeah. We put it, we, they put it into her neck when she has to perform live. Right. Otherwise, right. it's just this piece of platinum hardware. It does what it does from the shell. Yeah. yeah. Why, why have the vessel, you know, flown over it's or like whatever crang yeah exactly exactly <laughs> insert crang um but okay so you got into shit when you got only when you got out here you didn't have any intentions of, oh, being, totally. of doing acting and doing yeah. all the shit before ahead of time yeah i totally wanted to oh you did just, okay just didn't didn't think i could because you in a place where you're sort of uh like um oh i can't say that out loud right it's like saying it's like that's delusional. You don't even hear someone say, "Well, when I when I'm going to be the president, I'll change that. I'll change that." Right, right. Which almost a hundred percent of the time is a person who's who's crazy and is like, you know, I'm gonna, I will run for president. I will run for president as soon as I finish making this chain mail with pop top tabs or some right, bullshit. Right. So, but so, and you mean that in terms of because it seems so out of the realms of yeah, reality. Yeah, especially if you live in the Midwest. It's yeah. a thing where. It just seems uh, out of not something that's doable, especially not reasonable or something you want to say out loud. But when you came here, when you got off the plane, all yeah. the lint in your pockets turned to gold. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> well, I drove here with my brother. Right. We drove across. We had encountered the worst weather in America at the time, an ice storm and like a some huge snowstorm and all this fucking crazy shit. But we made it here, and then I, I moved here for a job. Okay. So I worked at this uh, job doing like web crap, desk desk job stuff for a while. Yeah. So I had that job. I had like a, with friends of mine from college. But you had intentions in somewhere in the back of your oh, mind yeah. at least on you're going to make it in the biz. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. I just, uh, and I was set about it right away. Yeah. And I actually even planned to move to LA before I was able to move there. I was living in Minnesota and my mom's basement after college and just uh, fucking around with like keyboards and stuff and recording weird little songs. I think okay. I had this, I had this name, I can't remember what it was, but I, had, I would record shitty little, little rap ditties. You, you were rapping? Sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I used to do some rap stuff in college with some friends. It was all a joke. It was like yeah, joke rapping. Like funny stuff, yeah. Yeah, we call ourselves the Serenaders with an eight. Okay. Serenade. It's really dumb. I think my nickname was Manchovy. Manchovy. <laughs> and we had a YT, Young Tom, uh-huh. and my friend Steven was Stratego. Okay. <laughs> and we'd make these terrible, actually weren't terrible, they were great. They were kind of great. I guess they were super great because they were just us fucking around on a Saturday, uh, drinking beer and recording raps. Yeah. Yeah. I, felt, I think I, I, I had the feeling 
when I was younger that you it was hard you, you couldn't really be serious with rap as a white guy and yeah, I, don't, I don't know yeah, if that makes can, sense well some guys I knew some guys who were yeah and I knew one guy this kid uh, Chris St. Clair I think it was his last name he was going to name St. C and he was a fucking he rapped seriously and he was one of those kids I don't know how to describe him but he grew up in Florida real skinny kid wore like a I'm trying to think of what's that guy who got wore like basketball jerseys everywhere and his hat tilted Sprank and, and, and really talk yo what's up dog really talk like this you know yeah and loved to drink 40s and stuff and really much younger than all of us but he was a fucking brilliant rapper yeah but he was rapping seriously okay I it think happened. I think I think but, that happens but, but, but you with, have to be with the with that affectation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm a guy that's not going to put that affectation right. on, and I, I didn't come from that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard if you don't, you know, if if you didn't come from sort of a that a similar background to a person like that. Yeah. It's hard to do it earnestly because you don't have that that angle. But you don't, very, have, you know. What, but what I found out later, you know, as I was in my late teens, early twenties, is that like you can just do it in a very different way. Yeah. And that's, know. hence that whole movement that you mentioned. I mean, right. you know, I mean, well, not, not that big. it was all white, but it, but like, it was just people doing it in a, in a different way. Right. They're yeah. doing it. They weren't doing it. Um, they weren't aping something that already existed. Exactly. They were just doing, exactly. okay, I can just be, do it my voice and I mean, it's okay. It was obviously influenced by a lot of stuff that already existed, oh, yeah. but not aping it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause you can't, that's how I feel like I can't, I'll never sound like that person because I'm not that person. Right, I'll, right. Because you're not that same person. So, but when man, when man Shelby would get on the mic, it would be, God, I don't even know, man. I don't listen story. to that stuff in a long time. <laughs> yeah. I think I could only freestyle. I could, I, I still to this day have an inability to write raps down. I can only like go off the cuff. Otherwise, I just get it's the like, rhythm all it's wrong. It's like Lil Wayne. I think he yeah. did the same thing. He does. I feel like that. That's how I feel about comedy too. I think that's the same. Do you way. not write your shit ever? I write some stuff down, but basically I don't. I I just memorize the. Me, I don't memorize it, but I just remember the, the places from saying it. Oh, from the more I say it, the more it gets into the. And place, the, fir- yeah. the first time you say it will just be at a show. It'll be like on in the moment, yeah. So and I'll, because yeah, that one the one time right. I saw you, which was in that back, it was like behind it was like a backyard oh really where was comedy it? jam okay it was in like silver Out, lake outdoor or, yeah outdoors so talking about trees a whole lot talking about it trees recently? it was recently yeah it was like in may oh yeah i was kind of high then i was really high but it was great it was all it was, it was, fun. was all off the cuff and it was hilarious well that, in that situation it had to be because it's one of those things where to do material in that situation is just it's, it's a little strange it's a strange thing and it's it's to ignore the obvious weirdness around you. Yeah. Be like, especially if you're high. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> you gotta just kind of go with it. Otherwise, yeah. you're like, why is this guy acting like he's in a comedy club right, right. now when he's in a, a backyard on a Sunday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a bunch of people who can clearly, you can both see each other. There's no right. conceit of a performance here. It's just a, right. Yeah. But do you, when did you start doing that shit? Right, right when you got Can out you stand here? stand up? Yeah. I guess start like a few months after I moved here. I started, I think I uh, I started the first time I ever did stand up. Actually, I don't know is for a, was for a web talk show that okay. Fox was doing, and uh, I was I decided oh I'll do warm up, and I thought that'd be a really good idea. That'd be good, like to, as a job. Well, as because I was like writing on it, I guess you could say, and helping produce this little web. Talk. It was supposed to be a a web show 
to promote Fox TV shows. So it would be okay. just on Fox to promote like behind the scenes or promote other Fox shows. So they had different. There's a guy I worked with who was the host, and they had three. It was a very standard format talk show, but just 15 minutes long. Okay. And they. But there's a live audience. Live audience, live yeah. paid audience, which I there, didn't know. Oh, wow. That that exists all over the place. There's a thing called. So I could come out here and just go to be an audience yeah, member you and don't get make, paid. You don't make much money. You get like forty five bucks in a yeah. meal. Yeah. For your time of the day, maybe less, maybe more. I don't know. But it's it's not it's not a living. Right. I think it's something people do who are also work as extras or. Yeah. It's a thing you can you can do to get a little something. So you, instead of watching TV at home, you can. Do that. Watch live TV yeah. in front of you being and be super fucking bored and clap and cheer when you're right. when you're prodded by someone with a whip and a and like a sign. Yeah. So I thought I was thinking, oh, because they're a paid audience, they're definitely going to be laughing at this warm up. I didn't realize it was about ten things I didn't realize. Is one warm up doesn't really count, so they don't give a fuck. Also. That that is the worst place to do stand up comedy ever is warm up for. Even people who are accomplished stand-up comics who do do warm-up, they don't do stand-up. They do like they throw fucking candy and start right. chants and like talk about t-shirt guns just, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, you have to be crazy and stupid and silly and just yeah. high energy. So this very first time of me ever doing stand-up comedy was me doing it for some of the most jaded people in Los Angeles. Right. And it was miserable. Super it was, dry and low key and my like. My God. Yeah. I mean, it was an epic bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Dana Gould being a guest there. I think he didn't see me bomb. I think he got there afterwards. Good. Good. But it was one of those things where, you know, when something's really bad, a performance is terrible, people just don't make eye contact with you yes. afterwards because they can't bear. They don't want to lie to you. They don't want to lie to you. Yeah. They just don't want to be involved in your current truth of being an untouchable member of society. Right. <laughs> so I remember that being like, oh, so terrible. But we went up to dinner afterwards and I, I, I wasn't like distraught or anything. I just realized that it was a mistake to think I could do that. To think I could just oh yeah I'll just I'll just fucking do this and it'll be awesome. Had you written stuff then? Oh, I read a bunch of stuff. Oh, you did. Okay, okay. Yeah, and um, but then after that I got started just because this guy, uh, comedian Peter Sprite, was a hilarious comedian. He helped me write jokes and helped me like condense my stuff down, and he put okay. me up on a show at the comedy store. And then after that, I just kind of kept doing it. You know, so. so he so. I see. Interesting. So yeah. he helped you hone your your. Yeah, act, he's basically. like the, the older I get, the more I realize that he's the, that was the most generous thing a human has ever done for me in my entire life. And do you have? <laughs> like, do you still have his voice in your head when you're messing with stuff? Oh, not really. No. Okay. But I definitely, to some extent, I always remember him basically telling me how you have to make things shorter. You have to get to the point. You have to yeah. kind of condense things because it's easy to to talk. Just to set something up forever, and that kills the joke by setting it up too long. I see. I, I sometimes want to try stand up, but you I feel like do it. If you I feel do like it. I would be like that. Well, everything everything takes forever. Yeah, yeah. It takes uh, takes forever to do everything good to do, to do something well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I I still learning. I'm still learning constantly as far as stand up goes. So you start, but if I start with it with a story, say yeah. that happened in my life, and it'll suck the first time I t- tell it. Maybe, but maybe then I'll not. realize where to cut it down or something. I don't know. I think it depends. Some people are just natural, naturally good storytellers, and yeah. they uh, they have a they're really good at just knowing what's interesting and what editing themselves. Yeah. 
terms of what they talk about, or also if you present something in a certain way as being a story. There's a lot of storytelling shows now, yeah, and I think that's kind of a thing. So, I think I'd be more better at that than like a yeah, yeah, than like like a comedian that just kills with <laughs> joke after joke. Yeah, that kind of thing. You mean like sounds yeah. and shit? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's only one way to find out. That's right. That's right. But if you're you're a rapper. Yeah, you're, you're a hip hop enthusiast, I, so I mean, you're on you're on board already. Your yeah. voice is your instrument. You know, have you got good mic technique? Obviously, of course. Yeah, I'm not hearing a lot of handling noise. No, so you're set. No, you won't hear that. Mic technique, this mic technique, and mic confidence is probably sixty five percent of stand up. Okay. The rest is just pfft. You say whatever. <laughs> the rest is just shit dogs. Yeah, shit yeah. dogs in a dynamite field. Yeah, that's what it is. Cool. Yeah, so do it. I think it's time to switch. It might be time for you to, yeah. to I'm gonna grill you sit now. in the saddle. Please do. And we're not we're gonna switch over. We, we That's fine. went over a little bit, but it's That's okay. fine. So, Mr. Yoni, where's your name come from? It's it's Hebrew. Hebrew. It's actually you know, my name's Jonathan. Okay. Sim- similar to your name. Is right. you, are you John or Jonathan? I'm John. Okay. Yeah. So my my real name's Jonathan, but Yoni is like Johnny. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's Hebrew. It's just short, like So you're Jewish. Yeah. Jewish. Yeah. Um, did you grow up Jewish? Your whole family's Jewish? I grew up Messianic Jewish. Okay, so that's... Do you know what that of, is? Well, there's... Okay, I don't. Okay, I know there's a Sephardic and Ashkenazi, but that's an ethnic thing. Yeah, more that's an ethnic a, thing. Right. Mes- Messianic Jewish is re- a religion. Okay. It's like... Uh, so, ethnically, I'm... I'm Ashkenazi? I, I, yeah, I, I assume so, but I'm kind of dark, so I probably... You know, my family. Sephardic. Eh, not really. I don't know. I just I love know. those words. One man. of the two. They're great words. I love throwing them out Ashkenazi and Sephardic. So, well, Ashkenazi from the last couple generations, but maybe, you know, farther back. Goes Sephardic back is Sephardic. the desert. But they say, I think Sephardic Ashkenazi also refers to, I think Sephardic also refers to Spain too. Maybe. Or maybe that's called maybe something else. I don't know. Listeners, we don't know. But we don't you know. can find out using a simple Wikipedia search, <laughs> which I did, which how I learned those words, which are great words, Sephardic and Ashkenazi. Yeah. Two different types of of uh, Jewish Strains. people. It's basically like Strains Sativa and right. Indica. Yeah, okay. That's true. Yeah. Well, because Persians are Sephardic or Ashkenazi? A Persian Jew would be Sephardic. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I think you um, say that right, and that that makes sense to me because I think the Sephardic is the typically hailing from a more desert-like region, yeah, as opposed like to, a dark, more, yeah, more darker almond, yeah, beautiful almond skin. <laughs> <laughs> I think they say olive skin, olive, olive. olive. They say That's almond olive. eyes. I think they say almond eyes for uh, for Asian yeah, folks. Yeah, it's not it's not olive. It's not almond. It's olive skin. Olive yeah, skin. olive skin. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're partially so, Sephardic and Ashkenazi. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? But the bottom line is, Messianic Jewish is like Ju- line, Jewish you're people. You're a Jew, exactly. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all Jew. <laughs> the Jew alarm. Uh, and Careful. So yeah, but, but but we grew up like believing in Jesus. Okay. So oh, it's a that's whole another thing. Messianic Jew. Yeah. Messiah. That's what comes from. Yeah. Word, exactly. Exactly. So Jews for Jesus. So religiously, it, it's it's like that, and and uh, it's another. A whole nother thing. So did you get a lot of, uh, not flack, but was it sort of a thing growing up where people were like, what? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like we wouldn't, we didn't really fit into the Jewish community really. Okay. Like it was almost like, you know. You were outcast by them in a way? Yeah, sort of. Or they just didn't consider us Jewish not really. Welcoming. Like, not welcoming. Not welcoming. Yeah, not, yeah. So, 
yeah, it was just, but we had our own little thing. My mm-hmm. dad was the rabbi, still is. Oh, wow, that's cool. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we had that little community uh, and and we did it like that, and then you know we the Christians accepted us to one extent or mm-hmm. another, but still I was I was left with the you're in between. I was left with the Jaywit and the Mormon kids during the uh, the holiday parties. Okay, you know the Christmas parties in the room, and they told us to you know draw a picture of not Santa Claus, you know, or whatever. Really? That's yeah. so weird because Santa Claus has nothing to do with Christianity. <laughs> really. Draw not Frosty the yeah. Snowman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what always gets me is that stuff where. Like any any kind of American holiday celebration whatsoever has anything to do with any religion at all. Yeah, it's such a joke. It's it just, is, but you know what? I'm I'm on board with all that yeah, shit. Me it's too. All, it's all really great. Celebrate. It's insane psychedelic shit that I can get on board. Right. With. That's the the Krampus. Any of that that weird shit is so super. All based in people yeah. tripping on LSD by East, accident. Easter bunnies and like, <laughs> come on, what? Let, you know, like let it let it dip. Yeah. Let it dip. That's the new holiday slogan. So when you're growing up that way, uh, at what point did you kind of, uh, do you, do you still consider yourself a part of that church or that community? No, no, not at all. Was not that, at all. Was that thing pretty young when you were like, like 15? I was like 14. 14 yeah. 14, 15. Pretty standard. When I, when standard I, uh, age for started smoking pot. There you stopped, go. Stopped, you know, trying to get slain in the spirit and hear God talk back to me when I prayed. Really? Is that what, is that a thing? Yeah, you want. Yeah, sure. You want to talk back. You want to hear. You want to hear. You want to get told something. Like, okay, you know, Lord, if you're out there, God, I start smoking weed. Tell me something. So yeah, get it. I and started playing. You know, in rock bands in high school, mm-hmm. and just kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah, I did the same thing. Yeah, started playing. I played in a band in high school, and I smoked weed in high school, and. uh Pretty, uh, Were you religious growing up or no? no not to, not to turn. Up, I'm just asking. I went like, to Catholic school, freeform. but I didn't. Uh, I went to Catholic school, but I, I was confirmed Catholic. But it's not something where um, I don't adhere to it or anything whatsoever. But to the same extent, I also think that a lot of it makes sense just in a basic, from the most basic rules of life kind of thing. Where yeah. Every, every religion has some. Some sort of things like, oh yeah, it makes sense not to do this bad thing. And if you want to say it's in the name of religion, that's fine. But yeah, the older I get, yeah. the the more I'm like, I think I spent some years being super, maybe jaded about all oh, that yeah, shit, definitely. and like, you know, I don't believe in none of that shit. But like at this point, like, you know, if you tell me that, like, you know, like I've I've done like healing touch like you know reiki mm-hmm. and like acupuncture and all that shit, and like who's what's the difference between that and like when I was a kid, like people laying hands on you for in prayer right. and all that stuff. Like it's all the same no shit, man. And it's just like human intention. Yeah. You know, energy fields and whatever. It's, it's all intention. Cause the power of prayer has been proven yeah. to work. And so if that, if all that is, is a bunch of people thinking about the same thing, it doesn't matter if it's in the religious context or something else. You and just, you don't need the chicken blood. That's what we're yeah, finding out. Need the That's what blood. time is telling. Yeah. yeah. Unless the chicken blood is the thing that makes you take it seriously. Right. Right. Like, okay. Oh, oh, you can the chicken blood. Okay. But okay. I'll, I'll, I'll pray now. <laughs> Sorry. It, right. If it's the prop that takes it over yeah. the, the line of being. So yeah. you could use a false, you could just use some type of a, non-chicken blood like a right. just a red water dye that's been thickened with a little bit of cornstarch it's true there you go yeah I, be- I believe uh, but you also you have uh, this is switching gears yeah but it kind of dovetails into what you're talking about being um, Sephardic 
or Ashkenaz. I can't remember which one it is, but we don't, you know. Well, in terms of having a bowel disease. Oh yes, you, yes, did yes. Did you know that that's high? It's high prevalence in in Ashkenazis. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, but I mean, you have Crohn's. I do have Crohn's. Crohn's yeah, yeah. Which is uh, it's 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 a shit disease. It's a shit disease. <laughs> it's a double you have, shit you disease. You have ulcerative colitis. Yeah, I used to have ulcerative colitis you before to, I had okay. my colon removed. Completely. Okay. Yeah. You said that, but is that really? It's what? a thing, man. It's a thing. They take it out because if there's a certain point where. Uh, how it works is if you have ulcerative colitis and medicines and all these different things, treatments just stop working, the older you get every year, your incidence, your chances of getting colon cancer triple yeah. Yeah. because of all the cells being inflamed that causes dysplasia in the cells and dysplasia is precancerous. It's like a, it's like a setup for cancer. Yeah. So you'll get, you'll probably get colon cancer or get something like colon cancer the longer you have uh, colitis in a state that is not being managed. Uh, it's not right it's not, if it's active. Yeah, active. Yeah. If it's flaring up, if it's inflamed. So the the thing is, you can take out that colon. I've been doing it for a while now. What do you mean? They, you said they've been doing it for a while. Well, I mean, doctors have. Yeah, uh, surgeons have been doing it for. So you, I think you about mean they connected 30, forty years? They you know? connected your ileum or your small intestine yeah. directly to your rectum. To the well, not the rectum. They removed the rectum because that's actually a part of. Your small, your large bowel. So they connect it. Basically, they create something called the J pouch, which is, uh, excuse me. I just had to burp. They create something. What if it's like, I just had to throw up <laughs> talking about one. <laughs> Disgusting. My own colon made me. <laughs> they create a, <laughs> they create a J pouch, which is the ending of your small bowel and they, they double it back on itself and it, creates like a J shape and they reconnect everything. So that's it's basically what it is. Fuck, man. Yeah, it's two surgeries. It takes a, a good while to heal up and in the, in the time between the first and the second surgery, second surgery being when they reconnect everything and being a less intense surgery, you have a colostomy bag. So I had a You had a bag between the two. Yeah, had had it had it there for about um I think for about 10 weeks, 11 weeks something like that. When so, was this? This was uh, at least, this is about 12 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Was, this was in in Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota. Okay. I took a semester off of school to have the surgery done. Okay. Because it's kind of, a, you can't just. You can't do nothing. Yeah, it, it yeah. takes a long time to recover. So I did that, yeah. And since then, it's been up and down, but basically better. What? Essentially better because I don't have urgency. That's a thing that, I mean, if you have colitis or i mean i don't know about crohn's exactly but i know that with colitis there's a lot of you got to go and you got to go because you got to go right right a lot of times not always but a lot of times yeah i mean i i have that sometimes Mm -hmm. and and just various issues right whether it be just whatever when did you get diagnosed with it uh i got diagnosed in 2009 so that was kind of recently yeah i suppose yeah so five years ago yeah okay that's interesting. Did you have a lot of problems leading up to that? Yeah. How how many years would you say you were had difficulties before you were diagnosed? Like five years. Okay, so it went on for a while without. Is there a reason you didn't get diagnosed sooner? You I think? just didn't. It was gradual, and it was okay. like, yeah, oh, I I can't eat spicy food anymore. Oh, I just can't eat co- drink coffee anymore. Okay. It's like, oh, I can't drink liquor anymore. I can't. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, so how many things have you cut out of your diet? Oh well, right now, I mean, I'm on. SCD, you know what that is? Uh, that that's a that's a hormone or no? No, no. no. Uh, what do you call it? Specific? Ster- it's a steroid? No, specific carbohydrate diet. It's a diet. Oh, I've heard yeah. about this. Yeah, yeah. This is what they say is actually the whole gluten thing. Is this, this is the real? 
This is like post gluten. Yeah, because yeah. it's something where gluten's like a is a broad term. It's not G- gluten. Yeah, I mean gl- gluten is a small part of what yeah. you don't eat on this diet. So is, what do you what do you eat then? So I eat like what makes me feel best is like bananas and peanut butter. I eat a lot of, <laughs> a lot of bananas. I'm yeah. not peanut butter so much, right. but a lot of like ripe bananas. They have to be like they have to have turned to sugar from starch. Okay. And then wait, wait, explain that. So they're more, they're more brown. They're more spotted. Yeah, like once okay. they start spotting, then you can eat them. Before <laughs> they spot, you can't fuck. Really? With them. Why? Yep. Because like you're like the starches act as like just the same as a grain would An carbohydrate wise, yeah. and they fuck with the inflammation and the 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 science behind it, which I'm not a hundred percent like you know a- accurate on. I'm sure, but it's something like. You have good bacteria and you have bad bacteria right. in your gut and you want to maintain a balance or you want to stave off the bad bacteria. Right. And uh, when you have Crohn's or, or, or you see maybe like you're, you, you, you're, the bad bacteria is taking over mm-hmm. and your gut is more, uh, I don't want to say, I don't know if it's more acidic or whatever, but. Yeah, the environment changes. The environment changes and they feed on those sorts of carbohydrates like okay. the starch starches like sugar starches that that you get from um, certain foods from grains you know and and like cane sugars and and okay. stuff like that so also you know a, a, an unripe banana is more like a potato maybe or something got it and then when it's super ripe then it's you know more like uh, another kind of fruit like a, it's a different type of sugar yeah, it's like a glucose, or is it I exactly know, those so those words? We right. could throw out those those kind of words. <laughs> we can say yeah, the was, type of sugar. I don't know exactly either, but it's uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Because it's xylitol, glucose. There's fructose, sucrose, and uh, sucrose, fructose, and glucose. Okay, I think glucose is the good one. Sucrose is sugar, and, and fructose is. Who gives a fuck? I don't so know. So I think yeah. I think glucose, from what you just said, I think glucose is the one that I'm allowed to eat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I know I know the foods basically that I'm so allowed to SCD? and not allowed to. Specific carbohydrate diet. Okay. Yeah. So and it's it's not cured me, but it I think it's helped it a lot. It levels it off. It I think makes... it's leveled things out a lot. Yeah. So you started when did you how long have you been doing that? I've been doing that like loosely since 2012 but i got like for about a year and a half pretty tightly Um, so what is your what is is it easier to say what you don't eat or say say what you do eat um basically i eat uh meats and fish Mm -hmm. basically nothing processed at all like everything i cook everything myself pretty much so you eat the ital diet uh, maybe that's, that's what I tell is right. Basically, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Jamaicans are right in so many things, <laughs> but they but they also eat starch. I mean, you know, they eat yeah. the, the yams or whatever the hell. That's I don't true. know. I don't There's eat some that starches. Stuff. So but no. So meats and fish. Meats and fish, f- fruits and vegetables. What's vegetables though? Um, all vegetables that aren't starchy. Okay, so no potatoes. Right. Got it. No potatoes. No sweet potatoes. But I can eat pumpkin. And squash, squash for right. some reason. It's slightly, slight variances in the chemical or the uh, you know biological right. makeup of these things. Uh, you know, I, I just follow the thing. Yeah. I don't know exactly. Um, and I, you know, occasionally I'll, I'll cheat a little bit. Like today, I ate a little bit of lox, 
you're not supposed to eat smoked. Really? Because they have sh- it has sugar in the smoking process or some shit. Yeah. That's why I like it so much, huh? Yeah, it's fucking good. I didn't fucking know that. I love smoked fish. Yeah. But you know what's just as good as that? What? Is, or better than that is sushi. Like raw. Yeah. Sushi is great. Sake, whatever the raw, raw salmon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had some of that last night. Got so, it. Yeah. So you had some smoked fish, and that's a problem. So when it's, you, it's it's did okay for me. When you eat stuff like that, is it a thing where you're like, like sometimes I'll eat hot wings, and I know that I'm going to pay for this. Yeah. But I also know that they taste so good, I'm willing to pay even the after the surgery and all that shit. You'll still you still fuck yeah. I mean, it's been twelve years, so yeah, I'll, I'll pay the piper, man. Yeah. I'll take that hit. I'll take the yeah. hit to the bowels. <laughs> I'll, I'll shit what looks like blood for six hours. What might be blood. That's a little mixture. Yeah. That, that's why you eat the red sauce. You can't tell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just that spicy red sauce. Well, that's how I used to be. Before I was right. diagnosed, it was like that. It was yeah. like, I know that this okay. spicy Vietnamese food is going to give me diarrhea, but like, whatever. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. do it. Because I didn't know that it was like... And now, like, after that, I know that there's an ulcer there, there's an inflammation, mm-hmm. there's a problem. You know, it's like... I I'm a little more apt to to take a take care and not. It's hard because I know the thing about colon yeah. cancer and all that shit, right. and I don't I don't want that. You know, no, you don't want colon cancer. No, it's hard to do that. It's hard to to think in a way that you're looking in the future, not just being uh, a being a product of the moment and just uh, indulging. Yeah, I have a problem with that because I just always want to. <laughs> I over I overeat. Yeah. I do, and and that's a big problem too. Like if I stay eating very small meals, I, I'm actually like I'm usually okay. Like if I yeah. if I if I eat, uh, but if I start eating a lot, then I'll have problems. And the other thing that I'm realizing is how connected the gut is to the mind. Oh, it's super. This connected. is my new. I mean, I've had this realization, but like this is my new, like in action realization that mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on. I'm like yeah. starting to meditate. Um, I had, like I said, like healing touch, which is like Reiki. Yeah. Uh, I like, I had this episode where I was feeling real shitty. I had like one of my best friends up and, and she, she was staying with me and we were fighting a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not good. I broke down into tears at one point and I felt amazing after that. Oh, really? Because the gut is like you released this uh, exactly negative like energy. You hold on to the emotions in mm-hmm. there, right? And like the fact that I was able to get all exercise, all that shit, yeah. It you know it it really just cleaned it all up. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say other than that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, there's a huge amount of placebo that goes on with bowel problems. I see. It's not even. Well, that's, I mean, you could use that part, term, I guess. It's part of the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess there's, there's a lot of people who say they have IBS, irritable yeah. bowel syndrome, yeah. which is almost always stress. stress. It has nothing to do with anything physiological other than how your body responds to stress. And yeah. you're, you're taking stress and you're putting it in that place. But even people who do have uh, legitimate diseases, it's the same thing. There's that biofeedback mechanisms in place and you have to be aware of of how what your mental state is because it definitely reverberates. It's like having a dog. A dog. It's like <laughs> the dog is gonna take cues from you, and if you're scared, dog's Absolutely. gonna be scared. And, Absolutely, yeah. a dog is like a colon. It's yeah. very true. <laughs> no, it's very true. Dog colon. I, I babysat for uh, my brother and sister in law's dog uh, a few years ago when I was really depressed, yeah. 
and just between me and the dog and the feedback loop that happened there and he's a very anxious dog to begin with he got worse but just watching me he was just so anxious and and fucking mm-hmm. like the ennui in in the house was just at all time high and it yeah. was just terrible it's hard sometimes in those situations it's hard to step back and realize if you are like depressed or you're feeling a certain certain uh strong emotion that's riding high to realize oh this is this is making itself worse yeah that's always the case where the when you if you're depressed or if you're angry or bitter or any of those things it just it just makes itself it feeds back on itself get outside break the cycle yeah have a pepsi have a shower have a shave <laughs> have a pepsi sit out in the uh, sun and no, no uh, one's ever said that no one's ever said have a pepsi amongst all those good things unless <laughs> i mean you're not sponsored by them but no who knows? i don't i don't i don't <laughs> indulge in anything like that anything <laughs> like a undercover pepsi, pepsi rim no that's their no. new marketing thing is they I get would, guys like real hip dudes to just to, just to drop it in the midst of of podcasts i would take the money for that if that was something that <laughs> was happening super low money i it's would like, do that it's like 20 bucks a week <laughs> I'm, I'm in i'm in it's gonna supplement my audience membership nice uh you know yeah. position yeah i don't drink pepsi either no more pepsi no no pepsi what do you do you have a, uh, other than the wings no, man, I'm, you don't fuck with the diet at all you just go i with, fuck with the diet but it's one of those things where i think uh, it's hard for me because certain things I haven't spent the time to do like the reductive science and find out what is what. Yeah. And some stuff. Um, it's a guessing game, man. It's a guessing game. And it's how much time do you have to figure out what is the thing that's good for you? I find for me, what makes me feel good, uh, sweet potatoes make me feel good. And bloat ya. Maybe, yeah. Oh, I thought you said they bloat ya. <laughs> no, no. Sweet potatoes and bloat Sweet potatoes are good. Bananas are good. Yeah. Blueberries are good. Uh, Pancakes are good. Like I get the, I make the Kodiak cakes. What's I'll put Kodiak them, cakes? It's this best pancake mix in the whole yeah. fucking world. It's great. They're flapjacks. They're not okay. pancakes. They're fucking Don't flapjacks. Don't even call it a pancake. They they have a whole thing on the box that says this in great detail. Look, these are flapjacks. Right. These aren't fucking pancakes. These are flapjacks. They're made with whole wheat, whole grain wheat. They're made with this and this and this. Not a lot of ingredients. They're really good. They make you feel good. So it's like a Whole Foods purchase? You can get it at regular grocery stores. Okay. Kodiak Cakes. I'll put a link to it on the podcast so you can buy it from Amazon and support us. Kodiak Cakes. I hope you're listening now because you're yeah. going gonna, to want to sponsor man. this guy. Every Sunday, yeah. except this Sunday because I made them yesterday, I make Kodiak Cakes for breakfast with butter, with unsalted grass-fed butter and some goddamn 100% real syrup. I hope you're throwing some blueberries on there, too. If I got blueberries, they're everywhere. Yeah. They're in the pancakes. They're <laughs> yeah. surrounding them. Because blueberries have pectin in them. You know about pectin, of course. Sure. Pectin, people. Pectin's a real secret for the gut. Pectin binds. It creates things. I don't know what it does exactly, but it definitely smooths things out. Pectin's mm-hmm. in apples in high amounts. It's in bananas in high amounts. It's in blueberries in high amounts. I eat a lot of apples. I tell you, yeah. I peel them, though. I have issues with the peels. peels. Anything okay. like that is a problem like for me. Like heavy roughage. Anything, like, yeah, raw, yeah. R- anything raw, like vegetables. Raw, raw vegetables are, are hard. They're I hard. can only have a little bit. Yeah, I've heard of some people who have Crohn's having serious issues with stuff like kale, raw kale. Yeah, They've yeah. Had even, Have you ever had a bowel blockage? 
Well, when well, that's I scary. remember when I hit you up, like I, I emailed you yeah. recently, okay, and I thought that's what was happening because I had some real scares. Well, you could have a, a semi blockage, and it could have gone away. I before do, it got I worse. do have a semi. I, I have basically a pretty small entrance to an anastomosis, right? Is that what it's called? I, I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard that one yet. I think that's there's some name for it when it's a or a stricture. Yeah, a stricture. Yeah, yeah. A stricture. so my basically the the ulcer is getting sm- the hole is getting smaller and smaller, it's narrower. Yeah. So at some point, yeah, I'm gonna have to get that cut out. But I've never heard of, the, of getting the whole colon cut out. Well, I think it's different for different people. People who have I'm diverticulitis, sure. yeah, they'll have pieces of their colon removed. Diverticulitis is, a, I think, it's a thing where you have uh, polyps on the uh, the lining, the wall, okay. the bowel that create obstructions and just generally, yeah, pockets of inflammation. So diverticulitis. Which usually comes from having a shitty American diet, eating okay. processed foods and high and low in fiber, high in sugar and shit like that. So that's a, that people get pieces of their colon removed for that. I've heard of people having bowel resections for Crohn's, like pieces of it. Yeah. So if you had it, what would it be? Would it be part of your small bowel or large bowel? Uh, it would be, I guess part of the large bowel because, well, my, my ulcer is like right at the entrance, like, like, at the, the duodenum? The, at the, at the ilium. Oh, the ilium. Yeah. So but the, that duodenum, yeah, I mean, that's the oh, same. Because the duodenum is the connect, is the colon part of the ilium, right? The ilium's part of the small, duodenum's part of the big. Okay. God, I'm confusing yeah, you. Yeah. But you're probably right. I think ilium is correct. Anyway, some, somewhere yeah. around that, where those two meet. Okay. Um, the small and the large. I have a narrowing. How the, did, you, did you have a scope recently? I had a scope. Uh, a few weeks ago. Oh, man. Yeah. I haven't had a scope in forever. Listeners, we're talking about having a colonoscopy, <laughs> one of the most joyous procedures on the yeah. planet that a lot of people don't get because they think if you get it, you're a faggot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's all these people who die every fucking year yeah. of colon cancer because they're like, Nobody put nothing on I ain't, ain't getting a fucking, oh, what, you want me to get fucking... The, the, the doctor put his magic robot cock in my butt. Fuck, I ain't dying. I ain't doing that. If I could just get out of here. I died of colon cancer. Or it's also this voice. What are you talking about? You want me to get like that? Oh, I know, fucking faggy. Or it's every voice. It's right, every fucking right. machismo voice in the right, planet. Right. And so you die of colon cancer. Oops. It looks like you died of colon cancer, man boy. If you would have just accepted the robot cock. Just accept that yeah. fucking cock. Be a fag. Be a fucking. <laughs> I love saying that because it just—it's something I feel passionately about. And it's so funny that that's the case that people actually die because they're yeah. embarrassed to have this thing done. That is, well, I mean, it's uncomfortable. That's for sure. It's you know, <laughs> I, do, do, I, I've never felt the slither, so to speak. Well, did you? Did you? How far did you get knocked out? Do you get knocked out for I it? I get knocked all the way the fuck out. See, I've had it where I've had something called the sigmoidoscope, which is just yeah. a sigmoid colon. And that, they don't knock you out because it's not worth it. And that's like, oh, oh it's but the, terrible. Did you they, take the prep, though? I took the prep. The bowel prep is terrible, too. The, the prep is what is actually yeah. worse than the actual oh, procedure to me. I remember crying one night, late at night, because I just couldn't. Get, I was halfway through that half gallon of salt water that tastes like lemon-lime. Mm. I couldn't get through it. And uh, there's evidently something called X-Prep, which is way easier. Tastes like terrible, but it's way easier. Why they don't give it to everybody, I don't know. But my dad hooked it up last minute, like at 10 o'clock at night before this. This is many, This is a long time ago. Yeah. This is when I was, you know, probably 12 years old or something, maybe 14. 
Because that that big jug of stuff is impossible to drink. Did you drink the jug? I'm or fine the- with. I'm, I, I drank something called Miralax or one of okay. those things. How many how many ounces are we talking about? A here? lot. Like oh, okay. Like I mean, Oof. I I basically all day was drinking that stuff, oh. and and along with other uh, just water. You know, yeah. you just have to keep keep drinking because you're just cleaning everything out of your body, mm-hmm. and I the for the next oh. like week, my 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 situation was not good what you, you mean, know just after the after the uh, after the colonoscopy everything wow. was like i just could not get back to normal that's not good yeah so you had the uh you had that colonoscopy recently yeah they saw the, the so, yeah so, yeah but, but they, they was the same she said it was the same as you know two years ago when i had my well, last that's one. good so you're keeping it yeah. on the level but right? i but i have these episodes where like you know I'm like what is going on right now yeah. where things are, feel like they're getting blocked up you feel full. and then i end up throwing it up yeah, I've been having that recently, actually, where I feel super full and a weird, uncomfortable sense. I'm like, oh, fucking A, what is this? Yeah. I don't want to have a blockage, or maybe it's just a narrowing, and who knows? And God, it's just it's so complicated. You'd think you'd know your body better, you know what I mean? Would. Like, it's weird, like, but anything mm-hmm. inside, it's like this other universe inside of your... You, it's cells that are connected to what you call yourself you, mm-hmm. but you, you really have no idea what they're doing. You'd think no. you'd have a better, more connection. It's weird. Yeah. There's something about the uh, the lining of your bowels have the highest amount of nerve endings of any place in your body, yet they're not connected to the same nervous system that you where you feel things. So you, you don't feel it, but they have tons of nerve endings because they're, they have to do that for their job. Right. So it's this weird thing where... You have like a second brain that's taking care of your your bowels, even though they you call can't it just the, the second brain, right? Really? Uh, there, there it's is the dog like brain. a <laughs> there, there's like there's some really? sort of term like your yeah the second. I never brain heard or that something. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense, I suppose, because all those nerve endings. Yeah, yeah. Colonoscopy, man, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've had some nice, nice Demerol injection. That Demerol is the worst. That's what I had what? this past time. Oh, I did not like the Demerol. I like the Demerol because I, fe- I felt depressed for the next like four days you or did? something like that. Yeah. Oh, maybe that wasn't the Demerol. Propofil. Propofol. What is that? Is that a that's narcotic? the Michael Jackson shit? Oh, that, so what is Propofol? Propofol is a, it's a like a horse tranquilizer or it's, something. It's whatever they would put Michael Jackson to sleep to every night. And that's what they. That do. shit is great because I I was like happy that and that ta- they can do whatever I guess you, they have to have an anesthesiologist there right. to administer that one because it's like serious. But um, last time I I did it I did it at a hospital and they gave me that the dem no oh, the propofol the propofol loved it loved it did, the demerol and and. Uh, Something else they gave me. Right. I, I just heard. I heard the name of it, and then I was. Mm. She was like, "Now nah, administering twenty cc." <laughs> and everything went right. Black, but uh, those I did not like. I got the Demerol. It didn't put me out. It just puts you like in a like you're just super almost there, almost gone. But I haven't had a colonoscopy in a long time. Let's get you in there. I know. I have to go back. I'm probably going to go back to Mayo this summer and have a full workup. No, I, I mean, really... let's get these slacks off right now. Yeah, let's just check it out. We got enough mic cables here. We got all kinds <laughs> yeah. of musical equipment. Musical Sli- equipment. Slither something up there. Yeah, slither up and just check it out. <laughs> yeah. So they told you that at some point you might have to have that removed, have that fixed? Yeah, at some point it may it may uh, get to that point, yeah. yeah. And right now I just have to be so careful, you know, what I eat. Because right. anything that bulks up is going to be... <laughs> problematic so damn yeah it's scary yeah because bowel blockage can kill you yeah but it has to be pretty bad 
Yeah. They have to be in the middle of nowhere. And right. You have you to gotta, be not knowing what it is. But I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Don't be so troublesome. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm, yeah. I'm not gay. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I'm not gay. No, I'm a woman. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. But shit. But shit. Literally. Literally. Yeah. I love seeing my dog shit because I'm like, wow, look at those beautiful shits. Perfect, beautiful shits. Oh, they yeah. just plop out nice and log or nut-like. Yeah. Beautiful. Because, because a dog is not really, they're not thinking too much. They're no. not, you know, I think we've we've we've, we've gotten ourselves, and, I, and I, I consider this a thinking man's disease. Uh-huh. You know, we've really gotten ourselves past the point of just instinctual shitting mm-hmm. to the point where each one is is a is a real something to consider. Right. You know? Consider consideration of your own mortality. Yeah. Some someone some psychologist said that at some point that uh that those people who who shit more are closer not closer to death in terms of dying, but closer to death is in closer to understanding of death because if you think about it, shit is essentially a physical representation of death because it is the it's the it's the byproduct it's it's the it's the waste rather than yeah. the soul leaving the body it's it's just it's with the waste leaving well, the food body. is if food is life then shit is death so gotcha yeah i like it but it all, it's all part of this web it's a food yeah. web where if you shit into a flower pot and eat the flowers you know you're good right <laughs> right <laughs> you're good <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Ain't got sense that God gave a lemon. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's a little Driving Miss Daisy quote. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a, classic great, that's a great film. She ain't got sense that God gave a lemon, <laughs> which I don't really understand because I don't think lemons have any sense over any other vegetable or fruit for that matter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're sour, though. They are sour, but they're good. Yes. I do, I do, I do indulge in lemons. lemons. Yeah. What about yogurt? You know, you're supposed to eat whole uh, or uh, homemade yogurt. Homemade yogurt. Homemade okay. yogurt. You do that? I, I I had been for a while, Man, but then it cool. started started kind of messing with me. Okay. So uh, the culture got out of hand. I, I I think I was just eating too much of it. I, I, I don't eat dairy it. at all right now. Okay. But you're supposed to be able to. Have you tried sheep's milk yogurt? I have. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I Does love it. Does that mess with you? Yeah. I'm right a big now. advocate of uh, be back. Bellwether Farms sheep's milk oh, yogurt. That's amazing. Looking for a sponsorship from Bellwether Farms sheep's milk yogurt. yogurt. Yeah, I really could eat it. Uh, there's never been a point in time while eating that yogurt where I've been, oh, that's enough. Yeah, never thought it. Never entered keep my mind. Rolling on it. I would love to be in a situation. Actually, maybe would hate to be in a situation where there was there was more yogurt than I could eat. That would be weird. I would fill up on it and I would no longer like it. I think. Right. That's basically what happened to me, I think. I Except eaten, I still like it. I have eaten two cups of it in the sitting, though. Yeah? Yeah. One man, two cups. Oh, baby. Bellwether Farms sheep's milk yogurt. So, but you're pretty healthy now. You, I, I mean, guess so. I don't know. Uh, do, you go, do you go to doctor's appointments or not? I do and I don't. For me, it's a thing where I know, pretty much know everything they're going to say at this point. I know what okay. they're going to tell me to do. So, I don't really feel like there's anything, unless I'm really hitting a, a hard spot. This is the hard thing is I take a lot of antibiotics. and I, Just casually? No, I, do, I take them for my bowels because for some reason with the J pouch, with the new the new situation inside of me, it's not that new, but the, the altered situation, the, the bacteria levels in the J pouch can rise. And even though, even if you're trying to have a lot of probiotics, a lot of good 
Which you do. Which I try like. to do as much as possible because I love it and yeah. because it's good. That it's not enough to overwhelm the bad bacteria. And the only thing that makes can can cut down the inflammation is taking a broad spectrum antibiotics like Cipro. But that's supposed to be bad for you it's to terrible. keep to do so often. I know, and I hate it. But it's a thing where do I want to feel terrible and be tired all the time and shitting all the time and fucking bleeding out my asshole, having all the stuff, or take this medicine that works ninety percent of the time? Right. And it's the thing where it really it really bothers me because I'm a big advocate of the non-use of antibiotics if at all possible, and I try not to use them. But sometimes it's just a thing where. I've got to use them because I just feel like shit. I'm 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 tired all the time because I'm not. That's a big part of um, the whole bowel disease. People think people don't realize is that it affects your energy levels yeah. extremely. Major. It's a crazy thing. Like once when I first uh, it was about four or five months after I had the surgery, maybe less, and I went back to college and I was feeling just terrible, just exhausted all the time, always waking up from sleeping feeling like groggy right in the morning like you're not supposed to wake up after sleeping 10 hours and feel like you want to go back to sleep yeah right that's that's not natural and i just was like at my wits end and they put me on some uh cipro and almost overnight i felt a thousand percent better cipro works real fast yeah from what i hear and i just yeah. and i did that so it's a thing where for for many years now i've been alternating between different antibiotics and not always on i've i've gone as long as 8 months without taking antibiotics any antibiotics and have to get have to get back on them just because shit's not happening how shit yeah. should be so it's complicated uh, do, do you get anemic meaning that means uh like you're low on blood i don't know if i do or not i don't think i shit enough blood to get an, have okay. anemia but i maybe i do i try to drink a lot of water but who knows what's going on? I'm not sure. Yeah. I probably don't get enough iron. That's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, yeah. Anemia yeah. is related to iron. Iron yeah. iron creates red blood cells. Right. You know, or they or they create themselves out of iron. Well, do you eat certain things to help out with that, to help out with anemia? Uh, I, I try to, but I, I can't eat things fast enough. I end up getting like bags of iron into my blood. Oh, what do you mean? You eat, like you take supplements? Infusions. No, like, what? like in my veins. Are you veins. serious? Yeah. How, well, tell me about this. Well, I don't, I don't, I can't digest the pills when okay, I try to take. That happened to me when I was a kid. Yeah. I would shit them out, man. Yeah, when I try to take <laughs> iron pills, I don't, I haven't shit them out, but well, like, I do actually, because I, yeah, I'll, I can see, see in the like, yeah, it's like a, not a full pill, but like but what you know is the effective. iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big so, problem with those things. So I take it intravenously. How, like, how often? I mean, realistically, I should do it every six months, like oh. five, five five infusions what like do you get, where do you get this done once, once every week basically you have to do it uh in in a little like infusion center so is this the same place you get like a b12 shot you could yeah okay. uh, this is like where people get like uh the the hardcore like remicade and like the, oh, the hardcore oof. drugs for crohn's and shit shit um so they most people get like the clear bags i get the black bags with the iron damn so how's it make you feel uh, a lot more awake, man. You know, I want to do this. You, well, you only want to do it if you're low. On I want blood. to. I know I'm low. I'm you, low. you know you're low. I, on blood. I, I'm low, sir. <laughs> sir, I'm low. I need it. I need it. <laughs> if you need, I mean, go to your doctor and get it. Get a red blood cell count. If, the, if, if you're low, you can. You know, you could probably ask him oh, to do I'm gonna that. pull it off this but, week. I'm going on a big hike. The elevations. I want to have. <laughs> I want to have a high level of iron in there. I have this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I ha I'm trying to get it. I have a, a real serious work thing. In uh, early August, okay. 
that I, I want to be like you want to be tip top my best chip chop because it could it could mean cool shit in the future. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, this I need to get you iron get dialed now. in. Yeah. I've never heard of that iron infusion. That's so interesting because I. Man. It's a band aid. I mean, it's not something that well, you know. If it you, helps. It helps. You know. Yeah, but it means that that I'm leaking blood constantly. So you don't you don't yeah. want to just be like living on. You know, it's like a no. va- it's like a fucking vampire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I need it again. I need give me the fucking blood. Right. It's weird. Maybe I'll. I'm I'm gonna look into that. I've never heard of that. There's so many things that I skipped over because at the surgery obviously is a is a big cure-all because surgery is not the same as medicine. It's a physical yeah. solution to a problem that a lot yeah. of times is solved medically. Medically, Do you take medicine out of curiosity other than I used the, to take a lot of stuff. I used yeah. to take a lot of stuff. Now I just, the only thing I take is something called Azacol, which is for my liver because I have something called... No, but that's for, they, they use that for, I take Azacol. Oh, sorry, not Azacol. I meant to say Actigol. Actigol, I used okay. to take Azacol. Okay, okay. Actually, it was a funny little funny story. I used to take Azacol and... um. And and it was like poop. It was going through me. I was pooping it out. Uh-huh. And they were saying, "How do you know you're pooping it out?" I'm like, "Cause I can read the word azacol on a little <laughs> piece of thing in the toilet. That's yeah, how I know." Yeah. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." Like, excuse me, sir. Are you a doctor? How do you know you're shitting it out? Because uh, the brown tablet has the yeah. the name of the thing it is written on it when I'm shitting it out. Oh my god. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I used to take azacol. I used to take. Uh, Azacol I took forever and didn't do, didn't do anything. I used to do a lot of uh, prednisone enemas, or ro- rawasa, which I believe is a type of a... That's a country in Africa. Rawasa, <laughs> yeah. Oh, rawasa. Uh, I don't know what that, those enemas did, but I used to take enemas all the time when I was younger. Sounds Have great. To, with uh, pre- Not prednisone, they were... And you're well, telling me, you're trying to say you're straight. You're trying to say... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh... Sorry, I'm not gay. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not gay. I don't put I don't put enemas in my butt for medical purposes. Um, but yeah. that, I mean, enemas are supposed to be great. I don't know about like these medicine well, enemas, have, but I understand uh, why they did it because you yeah. you weren't digesting it otherwise. Right. The enemas I would take had a uh, uh, pre- not prednisone. What's it? It's a steroid. There are steroidal yeah. enemas. Yeah. And those would help a lot if you can keep them in. If you can hold the medicine in long enough for it to absorb, it does help a lot. I was on prednisone. Orly for a long time and I puffed up like a fucking squirrel. That made you fat. Oh God, it yeah. did. It's terrible. That stuff is bad too because steroids are weird because they make you feel so good but they have so many adverse effects. Yeah, yeah. Really, you cannot take them long term. They'll just fucking kill you. Yeah. They're seriously bad. I don't, I don't want to get on anything like no. that. And I mean, I'm, I'm reticent to take any of the... You know, I have, I have a friend... Uh, actually, a friend out here that takes like you know immunosuppressants. I have a couple okay. friends that that take There's those some crazy shit. You can take. I don't want to fuck zinc with that, man. Or silver nitrate is something that I've heard people fuck around with. Silver nitrate. There's a form of maybe not silver nitrate, but there's a form of silver. I may want to say like colloidal something. There's a type of silver you lines your whole bowels in metal. I don't know. There's some you'd think so, but there's some some very extreme treatment that involves ingesting a, a version of silver and it's uh no thanks that's how isn't that how they like uh did those old uh photographic techniques oh, yeah well that's barium right bear now barium you've had, you've had a barium exam right i'm just about to i Great. canceled super it super fun i canceled it right tell me about that is that gonna fuck me up no i don't think so well they make you drink this shake that's got barium which is like a very lightly radioactive and they, um, I don't want to do that. Well, you gotta. I, I know. Well, I had a blockage. I was in the hospital, like for a bad blockage, when I was younger, and uh, they, 
they had me drink the barium and put me on this the the, the uh, x-ray table and they had this cool thing it's like a like a ping pong paddle that has a an air bladder in it that when you blow it up it puffs up so they can slide it underneath your stomach and they can puff it up as you're laying to kind of move it through the bowels a bit i swear that barium exam is what unblocked the blockage oh, using that weird the little exam. paddle yeah, I think some that's something. The paddle like, goes inside of your body. No, no, you it's mean, external. Just, it's just a little oh, paddle. Okay, okay, they may not even do it for you because it's a different type of thing. But they had it so you're laying on your stomach on this table, and the paddle one side of it has an air bladder like a whoopee cushion. Yeah, but imagine it's deflated and it's and it's fed with a an air pump, and they, they squeeze it. Yeah, and it puffs up like a little half of a playground ball, and it pushes on your abdomen to. To move the uh, bowels, so you think that pushed everything through? I think having the barium in there and having that that sort of physical action of moving things around, I think that sort of unlocked it was probably ready to go anyways. But I think that I felt like a noticeable difference hours after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and I think that's something that maybe. Even to this day, if I feel like I have a blockage, what I'll do is I'll go on like a brisk walk. Yeah. A nice brisk walk, and I'll even do some stuff like I'll move around, stretch. Stretches. Kind of like light, like just pushing. Kind of, I do yoga. Yeah. I, I do yoga, kind of and, and I'll, I'll even do weird shit like people can't hear me now, but just, I mean, see me, but. Special breathing. Yeah, like inhale real deep and like. Power it out. Yeah, like like just move your gut around. Right. Try to massage it from the inside, basically. Shit's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Shit is fucked up, though. But you're going to get that barium exam. It's going to be really fun. But the barium. So you don't think it's going to fuck me up? I don't in think terms, so. Yeah. I'm scared about it. But I mean, maybe it will. That's, but to, that's to illuminate my, my um, intestines, upper intestines. See. Yeah, because they can't get to the upper intestines through the colonoscopy. No. Have you had an endoscopy before? Yes. Yeah, I had one of those one time. Dude, I was not, I didn't. I don't remember it. No, because they put you out for that. Yeah. You can't be awake for that. Yeah, I remember the dick yeah. after the, the <laughs> scope. Oh, right, the part that makes you gay if you yes, get it. Yeah. Yes, the post scope yeah, they, they, dicking. They drop that in there because they have to. Because otherwise, yeah. you're. Yeah. You know, just to seal it off. Seal yeah. it off. Seal off the the, the entrance. Just to really fortify mm-hmm. the chains of sexuality that you've elected to <laughs> undergo <laughs> right. by having a medical procedure. Because we all know that when you sign that. Saying you are now publicly homosexual. The gay waiver. <laughs> the yeah. gay waiver. Yeah. The way gaver. Yeah. Way, way gave him over here. <laughs> it's so funny to hear all this stuff because it's the, I haven't done anything like that or had any weird weird procedures or anything other than having a uh, a procto and forever because it's just what's not, a procto? That procto they is when they your, stick your stick their finger just in your a finger anus for your to thing. feel what's going on in there. Yeah. Did that feel good? It feels terrible. It feels bad. I have one doctor, well, my, my surgeon who lives out here. He's a great doctor, but he's very um, very brave brisk and sometimes he does those and i'm just like wait you know just maybe maybe just give me a few seconds to get ready for this yeah and it's just they like, oil up though i assume just, well they oil, they oil up but they're also just so comfortable doing it and they they're such speed demons yeah. <laughs> I, I recorded my doctor's appointment on my phone last time really just just to record it just to kind of, for posterity's sake. I th- Did you put it, you didn't put it out there? No, I didn't put it out there. It was more for me. And also just to see how long it lasted. Because I feel like it's been a thing where each successive visit is shorter. Because, okay. And I hate that. You get it so that, for, for, for prostate health? like is Oh, not prostate. It's, uh, this is all, this they when they give you a procto, it's a... Uh, it's just a checkout. Rectal the, health. Yeah. This, okay. They, they're checking or out the, uh, if you have a, a stricture or just sort of, they look up there with a little tiny scope to see if it's inflamed or okay. what's going on in there. So 
And uh, but it, the appointment's so short and it's so expensive. I was like, I'm gonna time this. I'm gonna see how fucking long it is. Right, well, right. I think it was less than six minutes long. My doctor's appointment. Right. I'm because, paying for this, sir. Stay. Yeah, in yeah. There. Stay in there. Or just talk to me for a while. Yeah. Or just really talk about everything. But he's just such a fucking speed demon. I hate it. Yeah. You, uh, yeah. That's oh. what happens. Your private practice like that. Before you even get wet or anything. Yeah, exactly. It's just like he's in there. <laughs> he's. In Do you let dude. girls play with your butt at all? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like girls play with my butt. No. Or men, I, I don't know. No, there's no, there's no. Okay. No, I mean, there's no, no. It's no sexual butt play. <laughs> well, not really, no. Why no. do you have like a fear of that as well? I've, I've, I've never wanted someone in my butt. <laughs> okay. About anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to be really scared about it because I was scared after the surgery that they were gonna someone something would happen. It they would, would unleash broken. something. Well, I always think about that in terms of prison. Okay. Like, excuse me. I I cannot go. I can't. So oh, hi. I have, yeah. Um. Yeah. I did that thing, but I I can't go. I've had the surgery. Yeah. It'll. It was very expensive. We don't want to yeah. wreck that and have to have the taxpayers pay for it. So I think it's probably best if you just leave me out here and I'll I'll just do whatever you say for a couple years. Community service. Community service. I'll, yeah. I'll poo poo in bags and uh, keep it in my house to punish myself. Do Do you have insurance? I have insurance. Yeah. Okay. Do you, that? Did you get Obamacare or you had it previous? I have had it for a while. I have it through the Screen Actors Guild. Oh wow! And <laughs> yeah, okay, SAG, so, so it's you, great insurance. SAG insurance is good. How, how does that work? You just have you have to sign up for that after having done a couple things. Yeah, or something? I pay my dues for the. It's a union, so I pay okay. my dues. It's part of that. It's really good insurance. Good. Before that, I was paying an extreme amount of money for insurance. It's absurd, especially before Obamacare, and if you have a pre-existing condition. Yeah. Do you have do you have regular insurance? I didn't. I don't. I'm, okay. I'm working on it. I mean, I I've put my application in for Obamacare, right. but I haven't heard back for what oh, I get accepted that's weird. for. But you should totally get accepted. It'll be really good for you because that's a yeah. thing where yeah yeah you can't get denied. Because so I've was, just been paying cash, and then uh, I've I've gotten some help from this like organization. Okay. For uh, a couple things that I had done. Um, who's like a, it's like it's associated like with the Grammys. Oh, that's it's, awesome. That, yeah, it's like it's a called, music thing. It's called Music Cares. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've heard of that. I so think it's I've for given people, people like me or, or people that, usually like drug addiction stuff. Yeah. You know, like Baby Shambles or one of these people <laughs> that they're going to put yeah. into uh, the, the rehab or whatever. Right. You yeah. got to go in for the 10th time. Yeah. 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 Well, people should definitely give to that. I, I think it's like, I, I feel like it's, it's, it's a good thing. But yeah, but I, I feel like it's like Neil Young money or like these oh, kind of yeah, guys. Oh, yeah, he like started it, right? Didn't he? Somebody like him maybe. Yeah or, or, yeah, or the boss or one of these kind somebody of guys. Rich. These These guys give. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say you shouldn't give, you know. But they've got, they're, they're like the, the, the pot, the heavy givers. Exactly. The, the whales, whale funds. The deep givers. Let's see where we're at here. Really, really uh, kind of branched out. Yeah. We got a, we got a substantial podcast under our belt right now. Uh, where are we at? We're at, we're at about uh, an hour twenty. Hour twenty. Wow. Should we take a quick break and then come back and sew it up? Sure. Beep. Hi everybody. That's not a break. It's in fact the end of twisting the wind today. If you want to hear more of the conversation you just heard, check out The Wandering Wolf, a podcast by Yoni Wolf, available on SoundCloud. Thank you so much. Please come back. Please enjoy this song by R. Stevie Moore from his album Returns, entitled Little Man.
compliance of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.